Hello and welcome to the Birmingham Unsigned Podcast, dedicated to bringing you the best unsigned music from the Birmingham area of the UK. In this podcast, we interview local bands and artists to find out more about them and get a little taste of their music. Birmingham Unsigned is run on a voluntary basis and all of our content is completely, absolutely free. But it does cost money to have things like a website going and to help promotion. And if you wanted to support us, there are a couple of ways you can do that. Uh, I'll mention those ways at the end of the podcast. So on the Birmingham Unsigned podcast today, I'd like to introduce Andy, who is also known as Sadman. So, uh, Andy, what sort of music is it that uh, that you make? Well, oh God, that's quite difficult. <laughs> He's getting right in there with the yeah, difficult. Yeah, well, one. if anybody's heard any Sadman, they'd probably realise quite how difficult that is to answer. But um, uh, I guess I probably in a in a broad broad sense i'd say it's, a, it's sort of electronic music but uh and i think to some degree some people might view it as being somewhat not experimental it's certainly not on the far end of that scene which i have been in before but um yeah i'd say it's 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 electronic based music basically but there are but having said that you know people listen to it would probably say there are some jazz uh sort of sensibilities in it as well you know so i certainly when it's been reviewed, you know, sometimes people talk about it as being purely electronic. And then sometimes people talk about it, you know, it's been reviewed in jazz magazines too. So, so it's kind of, it's, 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 it's very slippery in terms of its genre, which kind of makes it difficult sometimes to approach the right people. If you see what I mean. I can see how that would be tricky. Yeah. It it can be difficult when you're sort of, uh, spanning the genres a little bit like that it's uh, it's hard to know exactly what to say i've uh, yes I've, I've been in situations like that myself with uh, things that i've written yeah. in the past um and um since this is birmingham unsigned it might be nice to know exactly whereabouts in in brum you're based uh, well i live in bourneville which is very nice okay um i've lived here for about um oh gosh how long have i lived here about 14 years i think 15 years maybe um so i'm not i'm not indigenous to to birmingham Uh, (laughs) i'm kind of i've moved around a bit but um i settled here mostly for work actually and and then my family you know i've got a young family so they've grown up here too so you know you tend to sort of put down more sort of permanent um you know, uh, you know, permanent stay, I suppose, once you, you've got a family and they start going to school, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, this, this yeah. is my base. And this is kind of where I suppose, you know, I've kind of tried to sort of ingratiate myself into the sort of music scene a little bit and, um, uh, you know, and kind of make contacts and collaborations and things like that. So it's, it's kind of, yeah, it, me, it's essentially my home now. So well, good. It's, uh, it's a good place to be. And I'm sure that most of our listeners are probably from Birmingham, would probably yeah, agree. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's, you know, and I think it's, um, it's interesting musically because it's, it's got such a spectrum of, of music. Like we've just mentioned a little bit about genres and, and kind of how that can be quite difficult for me particularly. But, um, but actually, you know, if you look, you know, there's, there is, uh, you know, a scene for experimental music and for metal and for, um you know sort of more club based stuff so you, you know it's just 
it's kind of got it all really i mean it, there's no genre not untouched really in birmingham so yeah it's uh it's great in that respect or at least i think it's uh it's great to have lots of different styles and genres all uh working with yep. each other and is is music something that you've always done or is it something that you've come to uh more recently uh, so what's what's the story uh, that's brought you to where you are yeah i mean i've kind of been doing it a long time i mean i'm i'm, I'm not that young now but um you know i started make i started playing instruments probably when i was about nine um and i was played in school bands and then then you know got into the more sort of glamorous thing of playing guitar and then joining bands and stuff when i was about i suppose 14 15 and i've just continued really i mean the only thing that's sort of changed is you know i um well i don't play in bands anymore that's that's definitely changed because me <laughs> yeah. but um still collaborate with people and and work with people but um I guess what's what's changed probably is you know the, the style of music. So I kind of I moved to Bristol about I don't know back in '97, and that's when I probably started looking at music sort of from a sort of um, electronic and and um, more experimental point of view. So that's probably when that started, um, and then there's been little breaks in between. But um, when I moved up to Birmingham, you know I I sort of fully re-engaged with it again, I suppose, and started putting out records as various sort of projects so uh, but it's, it's in a sense it has been going on a long time i mean it's it's uh it's, it's you know anybody who makes music probably recognizes that you you know unfortunately once you've picked up that first instrument you know many many years ago you know you don't realize what you've kind of done to yourself <laughs> quite <laughs> yes. as easy as to kind of just turn your back on it you know um it does sort of become part of your makeup i suppose as a human being but yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think um, this would probably be a good point in the podcast to start uh, introducing people who haven't heard you to uh, to what you sound like. So we're going to play little bits of uh, three of your okay. songs. Uh, which is the first song that you'd like me to play a little section of? Um, I think I just picked something from the latest album. So I, I'm, I mean, as you probably know, there's quite a few. I mean, there's there's 15 albums, I think, in total uh under the the moniker of sad man and um there's nearly 150 tracks so i've kind of been quite <laughs> it's a tricky it, choice yeah. so to say what's the and, first you know, and i didn't to want to go back too far because it, it's sort of an evolving project in in the you know the earlier stuff does sound quite different I, to me at least uh maybe not to listeners but um so i've kind of gone for the latest stuff which is something i did um you know i, I hate saying lockdown because it sounds a bit strange to say that now but um but yeah i kind of uh i put out um a couple of albums already this year so i put something out in um january which actually had recorded in the previous year and then in something in may which was a remix album uh and then once we hit this sort of lockdown situation i had some quite a few bits and pieces that i've been playing with and i just thought well i'm just going to just go for it and do those as well. So there's this new album called Daddy Biscuits, which is kind of interesting, comical title. And I like, yeah, I, like I mean, actually, it, it kind of slight. I was unsure about the title, but um, a, a journalist, a music journalist, I who I know, um, Matt Smith, he he kind of picked it really because I suggested several things, and he just thought Daddy Biscuits sounded sounded perfect. So. Um, so thanks to him, really. But so, yeah, the first track, I think, is Daddy Biscuits. It's the title track from that, that album. Great. Well, let's play a little snippet from uh, Daddy Biscuits then. 
So that was a little snippet from Daddy Biscuits, the first track off the latest album. Are you working on anything at the moment or are you uh, promoting or what, what is it that you're doing right well, now? Music? I'm quite sort of restless. So I kind of, although really I probably should be paying more attention to the fact I just put out Daddy Biscuits. I mean, I, I um, yeah, I've kind of, I move on quite quickly really and, and get excited about new projects. So I'm, I'm, I'm currently working on a, my, my next album and I think that's going to probably be around October, I think, by the time I, I sort of finish that and put it into the world. And then I'm working on a couple of other things. So I'm doing um, a couple of collaborations, which which isn't something... I mean, I've done collaborations before, but it's not something I've done more recently, I guess. And, okay. Uh, there's an artist called Lossie, who's um, a musician based up in London, and we kind of got together through through a sort of mutual contact, which is um, a DJ called Nick Luscombe, who used to be on Late Junction. And he commissioned, uh, he has an organisation called Musicity at Global, which is basically a music and architecture project. So whereby musicians make music uh-huh. to specific sort of locations. And I know Lossie did, um, did some places in London. So you can kind of go to these places and then via the sort of an app, the Musicity Live or Musicity Global app, you can you can basically listen live to these track these soundtracks really whilst you're in these spaces. And myself and another Birmingham-based artist, uh, Anna Palmer, who you might know from a band called Dorcher, uh, we did um, an event at the Coventry Cathedral. So we created a, a soundtrack again for Coventry Cathedral, and you can go there and basically listen to it while you're in the space. So this this idea of architecture and music sort of coexisting is his idea so this is this sort of brought me and lossy into sort of the same universe and then um we we've been sort of bouncing some bits and pieces back and forward to each other more recently to try and put something together and i've also done an album which is really finished but i'm just kind of probably just needs a little bit of uh you know finessing i suppose but um it's with a writer friend of mine he's a sort of writer and storyteller called francis lowe and um he tells these really interesting stories about um, sort of fictitious islands. So it's a bit, it's a bit like I'd say it's a bit like um, uh, tales of the unexpected. And these, these stories are sort of like that, I suppose. And I've basically put music to them, so they're kind of a hybrid of music and storytelling. And so we're going to probably put that out maybe in October, November as well. So um, and it's yeah. So that's kind of several things I'm doing. Oh, wow. Just such an interesting mix of different projects that you've going on. I mean, the architecture thing, yeah. that's just fascinating. I think I'm going to have to go and do it next time. I'm in Coventry. I'm going to have to sp- spend and a bit all, of time. And they're global. Uh, so, you know, and I know Nick Luscombe, he's, he's sort of spends a lot of time in Japan. I think he's got, um, he's got something on Radio 3, which is field recordings in Japan. And uh, I might even mm. been on last night. And, it, you know, there's, there's loads of that stuff, which is just absolutely amazing. You know, definitely worth listening to. Cool. Now, I, I come from a, um, a bit of a techie background, so uh, I always like to ask, how do you put the music together? Do you have a, a DAW of choice that you use? Do you sort of use real instruments, soft instruments? What's, what sort of um, process do you use for putting things together? Well, I together? use a whole lot. So, um, you know, both hardware stuff, um, you know, acoustic instruments, you know, I used to, I mean, the, the project slightly got going really because I started making instruments. So, um, although I tend Ooh. to make instruments greatly now, but, um, 
I was making um so as part of kind of an, an art thing really actually that I was doing at the time I, I started making miniature instruments so I started making miniature guitars and which were sort of I would say when I say miniature they were about probably if a foot long let's say that so I made like a miniature hmm. telecaster which was about a foot long and you could play it it sounded awful but you could play it uh, and so I started making instruments um, to incorporate into the music making so there's the hardware side of things and then um, and then there's yeah there's I mean my my software of choice is Ableton and I've been using Ableton since Ableton 2 I think I was probably quite early adopter of that you know and I'm still fairly evangelical about it I think it's a pretty amazing piece of software or certainly it fits with what I like to do mm. um i mean i'm not i'm not incredibly techy you know in terms of software and music i mean I, use, I don't really use lots of soft synths particularly or anything like that um like i say i use outboard uh, equipment you know hardware stuff you know sequences and some sound modules and stuff but i tend to just you know i i, I love instruments actually I, re I really i really like um different things different synthesizers and different guitars and i tend to kind of yeah. buy things and i sell them again and i get something different because you know in some senses the the, the the instruments sort of inspire the work you know so mm -hmm. you buy yourself a kind of a you know a, a kind of a, a different piece of equipment and and as you're trying to grapple with making it do something is almost the point where you make the most interesting stuff you know and once you've done that you sort of think oh okay i've, I've done that now i'll move on i'll buy something different and try something else out you know so it's i guess in a way like the whole sad man thing is a bit about because it's a bit of a mongrel of a project it's it's a you know, <laughs> it's about kind of just finding things and um trying to grapple with making them make something interesting and then and then moving on to the next thing really mm. And is is music a, a full time thing for you? No, no. I have a a, jo a job, <laughs> another job. Um, yeah, have a have a job and so prolific yeah. releasing uh, stuff as someone yeah. as well. I mean, so yeah, so I basically teach um, I teach illustration at Coventry University, and I've been doing that quite a long time. So I've actually been teaching for a very long time, uh, but Coventry University I've been here for about fourteen years. So it, you know, quite a long time. Um, so yeah, everything I do musically has to sort of fit around that, and still, still an, an artistic uh, sort yeah, of job. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And I think some there's a lot of, um, you know, I'm lucky to mix with people who are, are creative, and and but also a lot of the earlier work really was very much about. I was like I say, I was building experimental instruments, and some of that was a very visual thing. And and there was that sort of symbiotic relationship between the two, mm. and even now, really, you know, what I I like to do um, is I, I mean I have a YouTube channel. I'd like to kind of make videos, so visual pieces that go to the music. So I still have this sort of visual world that's going on alongside making the music. So it's not completely devoid of of that. Um, oh, great! Now, normally at the end of the podcast, I like to um, get you to say uh, where people can find you, but I'd love, love to uh, just mention the. Do you know the YouTube yeah, um, sort of channel name, or just how can people find? Yeah, I think it's just Andrew Spackman. Um, I think if you just go to that, uh, you'll be able to find it. I could just look it up now, couldn't I, on my phone? But fantastic! Um, 
Well, this might be a good opportunity uh, while you're having a little look at that to play another little snippet of, of one of your songs. So uh, which one Which one do you think we should okay, go so to So I next? think the next one was, again, off the same album. So it was off um, the latest album. Uh, it's called Sleeper. And actually, it's got a quite interesting history or background, which was uh, I did a remix for a band called Stealing Sheep. I don't know if you know them. Not offhand, uh, no. A band based uh, in Liverpool. Uh, it's been around quite a while, actually, but um, they put out a call for people to do remixes of one of their tracks. I can't actually remember what the track's called now. Um, and uh, I contributed to that. And then it's quite a bit of uh, what what I did for that, it was not the leftovers, but some of the things that I did with, with the remix, I kind of realised I could do something a bit more with. So I spun out and that became mm. this track, Sleeper. So I guess the title's a little bit tied into the stealing... Uh, cheap idea yeah <laughs> great well let's uh, play a little section for sleeper So that was a little uh, section from Sleeper. Uh, and just to uh, confirm that if you go to YouTube and do a search for Andrew Spackman, that's S-P-A-C-K-M-A-N, uh, you will find the uh, the YouTube channel that we were just talking about. So what sort of stuff have you been putting onto the YouTube um, then? Well, uh, what I tried to do is, I mean, not for every track, but certainly for the Daddy Biscuits album, I did, I did a, like a video for each track. So there was sort of a visual world to it a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, j I just, you know, I, I've, I used to do, quite a long time ago, I used to do these events where I do live soundtracks to films. And there is a bit of a scene for that, I know, around sort of the UK. Um, mm. And so I've always kind of been interested in this idea that, you know, the music fitted or could fit with visual things, um, you know. And so, yeah, kind of what, what I tend to do is I, I'll get, you know, a track and I will basically cut it to um, generally sort of archive footage. So I kind of find old sort of um, 50s or 60s or 70s kind of films or bits and pieces, free, uh -huh. you know, free copyright and just put them together. You know, sometimes I cut them about a bit and sometimes I, I leave them pretty sort of pure, really. Yeah, and of course it works quite nicely in this day and age where you've got uh, things like um, YouTube and Instagram and uh, a lot of the whole social stuff is about the visuals of, uh, of things as well. Yeah, isn't more, it? I think more now than ever, really. It's almost that you can't, you know, people really haven't got the tolerance for just putting a record on or a piece of music on. They, they literally, I mean, do want to, uh, to be looking at something at the same time, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird state of affairs. I uh, I had a birthday recently. I got a really nice um, pair of headphones, and it's just it's reawakened in me this love of just sitting down and putting on an album that I really like, yeah. and just you know close your eyes for a while almost, and just uh, just drift yeah. into it. Uh, but yeah, the mate, you're right. The, the people that do like to have a visual. Yeah, yeah but I think again, having said that, I think the thing that bucks the trend of that a little bit is is the proliferation of radio stations. You know, I mean, there's just lots and lots of fantastic um 
you know, online or, you know, internet-based sort of radio stations. I mean, you know, I, pretty much all of my sort of discoveries of music has come through those, you know, over the last sort of, you know, five to ten years, you know, and I, there's some great sort of, you know, well, you're, you're, you're included in this because you're doing the same thing, but, you know, so, you know, there's a lot of really amazing radio stations like Resonance FM or... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, reform radio or you know I, I can't think of all of them off the top of my head but you know there's there's some really great shows you know people are putting out and curating amazing playlists and stuff so um so in a way that that is different you know that people do want to still discover new music and um do that just through the music itself rather than yeah perhaps the, the other side of it which is a more sort of um instantaneous world yeah. i suppose no, you're right. It's easier now than ever before to uh, come across great new music. I think uh, production quality over time has uh, has been going up and up as well. And I've been sort of I've been looking out for uh, uh, for new bands online since the uh, since the nineties, I suppose. But uh, back then, it was uh, really searching for a diamond in the uh, in the rough. And these days, you find there's so much great stuff out there. It's got so much easier to produce uh, your own stuff from yeah, home. Yeah. Um, uh, something that I like to uh, ask any of our um, Brummie producers and artists is whether they've got any uh, tips for other uh, artists, Brummie or otherwise, that um, that might help them to uh, uh, get a bit more of a following or help them to get to a, a position like you've got. Is there uh, any anything that you can think of that would be a, a good uh, tip or set of tips for um, any of our other artists um, out there? Well, Birmingham-wise, I'd say, I mean, the, these guys are already well known, but um, so they don't, they don't need probably my recommendations but um there's matters who who are a great band um they played supersonic last year and okay i did a i did a remix for them actually um recently and they they're really great um and there's Dorcher again they're pretty well established in the birmingham scene and have played you know pretty much everywhere but um so they're, they're two great birmingham bands um and in terms of your process of how you how you make things and release things, is there is there anything that you uh, do that would be useful for other bands and artists out there to know about to sort of help them on their journey? Mm. I, I mean, I, I would say that I almost if you did everything opposite to what I did it, you'll be a good thing. <laughs> I mean, so for instance, you know, I've played around with with different ways of doing things in terms of releasing stuff and how long to promote it up front and stuff like that. I mean, I, I think kind of um releasing too much is probably i mean the established wisdom is that you shouldn't release too much and there's also this idea that you just release singles initially and things like that but i mean in some ways i'm so so, sort of stubborn i suppose so i probably quite like the idea that i just do it the way i want to do it and if it sticks that's good and if it doesn't stick well that's unfortunate but a good example really of of doing it the right way you're not best no practice. not really but i mean i think the thing I, i've tried to do but is is contact or get in contact with with you know dj's and writers who write for music and uh, but that's just probably been more from a genuine standpoint of not not just kind of promoting the music but trying to be part of a a community i suppose of music you know i think yeah that's what i would say is seem is important for me anyways that that you feel you're, you're part of something you know because um 
you could push really hard to try and make it, so to, so to speak. But I mean, it, there'd, there'd be very little point if you felt sort of disconnected from everything. So, you know, I've, what I've really enjoyed, you know, over, over the more recent years, I suppose, is, is getting airplay on various stations and by various DJs. And I quite, I just been, it's just been very nice being incorporated or included in in that world, you know, alongside other. Yeah. So. Um, but I don't think there's a, I don't have any great wisdom or, or secret uh, around what you should do. I think you should just probably do what, what feels right for you, you know. And, you know, I don't, think, I don't think it has to necessarily be read from a sort of marketing textbook and then just follow that. It probably does work better if you do that. But, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you should just do it what, the way that feels interesting, you know. Yeah, doesn't suit everyone, does it? Just uh, and and rightly so, because it would all become a bit sort of a cookie cutter, wouldn't it? If everyone did everything in the in the yeah. same way. And I think you have to explore your motivations for doing it. You know, I mean, um, if your singular motivation was just to become famous and make lots of money, I think that probably would be a, a bad industry to do it in, really, because your odds are pretty low. Um, I think if you want to do it because you you feel you know interested and passionate and excited about being involved in music. It's, you know, obviously that's a different matter, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think just keep doing things that keep you interested, you know, and that's probably why I put out so much music, not because, um, you know, I'm trying to say, oh, look how hard I work or how much stuff I've done really just because, <laughs> yeah. you know, once, once I've done it, I might as well put it into the world and move on and do something else. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. not editing really. I mean, I'm just putting everything out that I've done, you know, and then yeah. just like, or dislike it or, or bits of it or whatever you know so it's just just not that um i'm just not using that much um you know strategy i guess i'm just i'm just going i'm just going for what feels chuck it yeah, and see yeah. what sticks yep <laughs> I think that's a strategy yeah. in itself isn't yeah. it it's, yeah yeah um so uh we're going to play a, a little bit from the uh, the third song um so do you want to uh, introduce it and tell people what this one's uh uh, cool. So this one, I think, is called Trespass, and it is from um, the album that came before the last one. So this was um, – so I did an album, I think it was in January, which, um, again, that's not a great time to release albums if you are thinking about strategy. But um, So this was a remix album I put out in May. So I basically took all of the tracks or some of the tracks from that first album, which I think was called King of Beasts – I remixed them, um, and I've done that over the last three albums. So I kind of make these kind of what are called indigenous albums, and they they tend to have a little bit of a, a kind of more of a worldy sort of vibe about them. Not completely, yeah. but they they it, it's just kind of really interesting to revisit the stuff once you've recorded it, and just kind of go, well, okay, what happens if you pull it back apart and put it back together in a different sort of way? And I often quite like the the, the remix albums more, you know, because I. They feel a bit more um, spontaneous, you know, because you've not living yeah. them for so long. But um, so, yeah, this track's called Trespass. And I think it's the second track off, off Indigenous 3, which was the third, third remix album that I did um, of my stuff. Great. So a little section from Trespass.
so that was a little uh, snippet from Trespass. Um, so we're going to wind it up now. So uh, I really want to make sure that everyone listening knows how to find you online, knows the best way to uh, to get a hold of your stuff and your releases in the future. So where would you point people towards? Um, well, my main my main place for for music is is um, Bandcamp really. Although I, I mean everything's out on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff under Sad Man, but. Um, I just think Bandcamp's a much better platform. I mean, you know, they've been doing this stuff where they've, uh, you know, relinquished their fees and stuff. I mean, they're just a great platform uh, for me. Mm. So, so I'm on. The, uh, if you put in "sad man band" um, at Bandcamp, that that usually comes up. Um, so yeah, Bandcamp would be the go-to place, really. I think. Great. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Bandcamp platform, actually. I've got a whole uh, whole load of albums that I've bought through the years off uh, Bandcamp of uh, local bands and friends' bands and things like that. It's such a great way of, uh, of getting stuff yeah, out there. definitely. Fantastic. Well, that, I think, is a, a good point to uh, wind up. Um, Andy, thank you so much for uh, talking oh. to us and uh, look forward to uh, hearing uh, what more stuff you come out with um, later this year and in the years thank to you. come. Brilliant, thanks. Now, ah, been a real pleasure. I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that there are some ways that you can support Birmingham Unsigned. Firstly, you could donate money through PayPal by going to our paypal.me link. The link is paypal.me forward slash Brum Unsigned. If you did want to make a more regular donation, we would be very, very grateful. You can do that through our Patreon page. You can access that from uh, patreon.com forward slash Birmingham Unsigned. If you or any band or artist that you know would like to be interviewed on the Birmingham Unsigned podcast, then drop us an email. It's brumunsigned at gmail.com and we'll get something sorted. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I look forward to having you here again for the next one. Stay awesome. <laughs>